Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Kevin Kuzinski. Kevin is a high school counselor and the author of the new book, Behind the Counselor's Door, Teenagers' True Confessions, Trials, and Triumphs. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm always delighted to talk to anybody who helps kids be better at being themselves. I loved your book, and um, I want you to kind of um, give me a good case for the statement you make in your preface that says that school counselors are essential to the success of schools. Why? Thanks for asking, Annie. You know, I school counselors are, are vital. So many times it seems that... Um, Parents and, and just people in general look at school counselors as a means to assist with uh, testing and scheduling and that sort. But as society has moved on over the years, uh, teenagers have had increased uh, social and emotional needs, which has caused them to need support in navigating life. So as much as school counselors have played a role in education and academics and planning for college, there's really been a need for, for kids to see a counselor to gain that social-emotional support especially with parents having a decrease in their insurance, uh, you know, to give them that support. So they really serve a two-pronged purpose. Well, I'm so glad that you're doing it. And I know that um, in recent years with budget cuts on the school district level and on, on the state level, there have been a cutback in, in the presence of school counselors. And I find that pretty appalling because, as you know, I receive emails from kids who I often say, can you talk to a school counselor about this? So um, because most of our listeners and viewers are parents, Mm -hmm. I'm wondering in their mind um, if there might be some red flags. And my kid goes to see a counselor. Is this the same as therapy? Um, What's going on behind that closed door in Mr. K's office? Because um, is there a confidentiality thing? And I, as the parent, ought to know what my kid is talking to the counselor about. So how, how do you address those concerns? You know, I, confidentiality is something that is, is very important with me. But however, I, as a counselor, I try really, really hard to uh, keep the lines of communication open with parents. Uh, so anything that is even a remote uh, uh, concern uh, that I see, for, that I hear from kids, um, I will encourage them to uh, talk to their parents about it. And it's, it ranges all different circumstances. Sometimes the parent will come in and we'll meet together. Sometimes the teenager will go home and, and, and talk with their parents about the circumstance. Um, but really, I, want, I encourage teenagers to understand that their parent is, is their lifeline when I'm not accessible. And they need to work together to, to live life. And, and we all know life is not easy, whether we're teenagers or adults. So the more that we can collaborate and communicate and work together, uh, the more effective we can be at living life successfully. Well, that's, that's ideal, obviously, mm-hmm. um, to have a parent come in and, and speak with you with their student and also the other scenario of encouraging the student to go home and talk about these issues with mm-hmm. parents. But I, I know <laughs> that many kids will say, no way am you I going to talk to my mom or dad about this. And then, and then what happens? Are you sometimes in a position where you're privy to information that the parent really ought to know? Do you need the student's permission? Um, do I need the student's permission? Um, for certain things, yes, but what I will do is if it's a, a nature that uh, is, is quite serious. Um, and Can you ser- define serious? Is f- serious, it might be anything from uh, a pregnancy 
to um, to something that might not seem as big of a deal just because I don't talk much to my parents. So, you know, if, if it continues to get worse or it seems to impact their academic success more, it's impacting them not just at home but also in the classroom, um, I will uh, encourage the, I will contact the parent as well as teenager in an effort to refer them out to get some outside counseling. Mm-hmm. Once again, all done in the hopes that that professional therapist outside of the school setting can bring the parent and the teenager together in the hopes that uh, they can work through those struggles or, or issues in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of a zillion things where a parent and a teen might not see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, coming out as a, a gay, bisexual, or lesbian, or transgender student, you are privy to this information, and yep. this student, for whatever reason, does not feel safe talking to their parent about mm-hmm. that. I could imagine the idea of um, sexual activity amongst teens yes. where you know that something's going on in, in a relationship between mm-hmm. um, two students of yours and no way would I talk to my parents. So, um, gosh, you know, it, it, I'm imagining it's, it's kind of tricky for you or maybe not so much. In reading your book, I get a very strong, calm, and um, mentoring mm-hmm. um, tone, which I love because that's, that's kind of the way – I talk to to the kids that I interact with, but I'm mm. wondering if you ever get flack from parents about um, either I want to say withholding information or just um, respecting the student's confidentiality, say about sexual orientation, mm-hmm. for example, and the parent finds out about it and they're like, ah, you you knew this and I didn't know this. You know, Annie, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I, I've gotten flack both ways. I've gotten flack for telling them, and I've gotten flack for not telling them. Uh, some parents, um, you tell them and you let them know what's really going on. And certain parents uh, want to believe this perfect image that they have of their child. So to think that, oh, my child has uh, dabbled in drug use or uh, has sex- experimented sexually, that sort of thing, that they don't want to know that. So they tend to uh, be frustrated because they have this image of who their child is and they don't want myself as a school counselor to tarnish that. You know, on the flip side of it, obviously, I've I've had uh, conversations with parents where um, they are appreciative that they do know and they are, uh, you know, supportive and understanding in that regard. I think what makes it difficult is just as every teenager is different, every parent in their response to a situation is very different. So you're kind of uh, the expression of flying by the seat of your pants. You're kind of... Uh, taking each circumstance on its own and kind of going along as circumstances warrant and then making a decision accordingly there. And, and that's why for me with the book, it, it really gives uh, uh, parents an opportunity to glean in the experiences of other kids and have conversations with their own child that in turn they might be able to relate to what their teenager is doing now. Yeah. you know, Yeah, I really, just haven't shared with them. I, I love um, the dialogue within each of the um the sessions that you document in in the book and and for our listeners and viewers these are um obviously fictitious names and right. and um and yet the the way that you talk to the students and listen to them is such great modeling for parents yeah. and i'm sure you know that didn't escape your your thought i know this book was written for teens but i think that parents of teenagers would do very well mm-hmm. to to read it 
I think, um, you know, one of the things I will often tell teenagers, and it's in the book as well, and I think it's a great tip for parents is, as a school counselor, I don't look at uh, my role is to solve their problems. Um, I, I'm there to help kids solve their own problems. Because if I do that, then they're more apt to adapt to the challenges of life as they grow older. And I think as parents, if, if parents looked at their role as a means to collaborate with their child, not to solve their problems, but to communicate with their child so they can come to their own conclusion as to what's best, maybe it, it minimizes the, the ju judgmental pieces that we feel as parents in the hopes that we can you know, guide our kids in the right direction. Yeah. Um, you know, the truth is you are a mentor and right. um, you're on the kid's side, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, giving him or her the tools that they need to move mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. beyond graduation. And, right. and that's exactly what a parent is as well. Yep. So being the idea of, of kind of we're, we're on the same team here supporting this young mm -hmm. person, I think that's really, that's really beautiful. Um, what would you say is the most challenging aspect of being a school counselor versus, say, a counselor in private practice? Uh, I think the, the, the biggest difference between private practice, and I dabbled in that a little bit before I went into the school counseling role, um, the school counseling piece... I don't have, there's no need for insurance or things of that sort. It's just me with the student. And so there's no time restrictions on that. If a student needs 25 minutes, that's fine, depending on their concern or question. But at the same time, there's been times where um, I've been with students for hours, uh, almost the whole day, which resulted in them uh, being evaluated um, for concerns related to suicide and things of that sort. So. I love that I can kind of deal with them, their friends, in the trenches as it's happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's no time constraints on that. In, in private practice, you've got, let's say, a 6 o'clock session with your therapist. And then you've got to wait till the following week. Well, for me, um, I can see them, you know, today, tomorrow, and the next day. And at least touch base with them, once again, depending on what the circumstances. I'm so glad you're doing this work because I know how important it is to have an mm -hmm. on-site counselor because you know stuff comes up all the time in the trenches mm -hmm. um but also stuff stuff kind of festers mm -hmm. and it's sometimes re-stimulated by what's going on in the trenches mm -hmm. um we only have a couple of minutes and and i have one more question um before we close and that is what's the biggest takeaway you would like to give to parents about the role of the school counselor in a high school you know the role of a school counselor is a means to help students navigate life. For some kids, that's academic. For some kids, it's concerned social emotional. However, for others, it's both. And your school counselor ought to be an avenue for you as a parent to help them um, navigate the challenges of life, whether it's for your teenager or for you as a parent working with your child. So we are a, a resource for you as a parent to collaborate together to make your role of parenting easier for you as well as growing older for your teenager a little bit more manageable as well. And certainly uh, behind the counselor's door is a means to, to assist in that and to help kind of navigate the process to hopefully open that line of communication open between you and your child. So parents listening, there is a fabulous free resource in your child's school, hopefully, <laughs> that you can come to and mm -hmm. collaborate with 
for the benefit of, of your son or daughter. That's great. Um, now we literally only have a minute <laughs> left, Kevin. And before we go, could you please give our viewers and listeners an opportunity to find out where they can learn more about your book and your work? Okay. Uh, the book is Behind the Counselor's Door. Uh, you can certainly Google it. It's available at Amazon, uh, Target.com, Walmart.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many others. Um, certainly, I encourage you to seek it out. It has really become a great uh, source of conversation and communication uh, between kids and parents. And if you've got questions, feel free to email me, AchieveGreatness2014 at gmail.com. And your website is? Uh, AchieveGreatness.KevinKaczynski.Wix.com. Uh, Wow. Okay. Um, we're going to have that on the screen. And so people won't have to be scribbling for notes or, or <laughs> replaying this again and again. Um, that's great. Thank you again, Kevin. I, I truly mean it. I, I know that kids um, often flounder and don't know who they can turn to, especially when they're in the trenches and things come up for them. And I'm sure it's very reassuring for the kids that call you Mr. K to know <laughs> that behind that counselor's door, there's help. Great, Annie. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you having me on. You're welcome. Thanks. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with parents, tweens, and teens, visit AnnieFox.com. And check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, Progressive Parenting for the 21st Century, and my latest book for tween girls, the girls' Q&A book on friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. And if you like this podcast, we ask that you review it on iTunes. It may be a little thing to you, but it means an awful lot to us. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Eggplant, creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next time when my guest will be Irene Salcer. Irene is a mental health professional and a parenting expert plus the author of the new book, 99 Tips to Reset the Table, Parenting in a Society Obsessed with Food, Weight, Obesity, and Body Image. Until next time, happy parenting. Mm-hmm.